This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Oh, man. A couple of weeks ago or last week, I was talking about Magic Spoon had some flavors out. Well, they're bringing back two super popular flavors, uh, which are maybe taking the title of my top two favorite Magic Spoon cereals right now. Look, I've told you before, you've heard it from other podcast hosts, but you definitely heard it here on High and Mighty. I used to love cereal, and I understand how dangerous of a food that is now, which is crazy considering how it's considered a part of your balanced breakfast. But with Magic Spoon, which has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, you could build your own box or get the variety pack with cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon. Yeah, you heard all that before, but the highlight for me to tell you folks is... Magic Spoon is bringing back two popular flavors permanently, cookies and cream and maple waffle. And holy crap, cookies and cream was good. I really enjoyed it, but I've had maple waffle the last three nights in a row. When these flavors were first introduced for a limited time, they sold out extremely quick. So you, my listeners got to know, get these right now and try them and get hooked on these flavors. Trust me, healthy, delicious maple waffle cereal so go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab your delicious cereal and try it today and be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save five dollars off your order and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's back with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reasons they'll refund your money no questions asked remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham to save five dollars off Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, oh boy, standing six foot two, 288 pounds from Nassau County, Long Island, the South Shore, of course. He number one, Bob, Bob, 
Johnny G. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabriel. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur is a dog. He will not give a shout-out, especially with microphones being so far away from his mouth. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, all you got to do is trust her. Jackson Maine would tell you the same thing from the Self-Esteem Podcast. We got Alana Johnston. Uh, Alana Johnston, 5'3", clocking in maybe 125 to 130 pounds. Um, Hell yeah. Shout out to uh, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada. (laughs) And to my dog, Mia, also not invited to be on the podcast. Hell yeah. I mean, I invited him and he said, why don't you just have Alana on? She has shit to plug. I was like, okay, fine. I wanted just your dog, but then your dog, I guess you've talked to your dog previously. It's like, look, if you don't if you don't can't take the op, I need it. Yeah, I, I need to get like, my name please, out there. <laughs> please, this is my one shot. <laughs> <laughs> please, I'm such good friends with Gabrus. You have to let me do this. <laughs> Some people call us close. Some people are <laughs> the people out there are calling us close friends are correct. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you told me to say this. You dropped this in the chat on Zoom. I think please. does that count? <laughs> yeah, I said please shout out the close friendship. <laughs> I'm please begging you. Out. I need this. Please shout out our close friendship. Please, for the love of God, let people know how close we are. <laughs> let anyone know I'm so desperate. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Excited Speak- to be here. Speaking of so desperate, I'm uh, please thank you for coming on here. I'm stoked to talk to you as I always am. Uh, yeah. But now we're recording it for the sake of content. And uh, spe- speaking of disasters, shit shows, I'd love to say welcome aboard the Titanic to our new U.S. citizen, Atlanta ah. Johnson. <laughs> uh, Just in time so for much. the collapse of the empire. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. An honor to be here. Uh, sure, I've been living here for 10 years as a Canadian, but now I've been living here for about three weeks as an American, and what a whirlwind it's been. Boy, do you guys know how to welcome somebody with um, open arms, yeah. Bearing arms. <laughs> Open, the right bearing to bear arms. arms. <laughs> Forming a the militia. Right to bear. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is it just fantastic. I basically, I got sworn in. They handed me a gun. Off I went. It was fantastic. It was great. <laughs> I have a huge, I have a huge becoming American story because you, you have to understand for Canadians uh, in the entertainment industry, just to get here um, with like your green card or your visa is like, 10 grand, so much time, a like 50 page document that you have to type up letters from people being like, they're the best from this like is networks called, this, and stuff. This is called the kids in the hall charter, right? This was written as yes. an amendment in the early eighties when Lauren yes. was trying to get the kids over. Yeah. And he was like, must have letter of my approval. So hmm. thank you, Lauren, for the letter. Uh, but yes, it's a massive to do to get here. So it's always a really big deal. And I was like, you know, my green card is about to expire. I guess I'll just renew it. And then I was like, no, forget it. I'm going to go for the citizenship because I could have applied uh, five years ago, which was the year Trump got elected. And I was like, cannot do it. Let me keep one foot in Canadian. Uh, yeah, Truly, I, I need a way out, right? <laughs> Americans so- were talking about going to Canada. So how did you Canadians living in America feel like, no, 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 that spot's mine if shit hits the fan. Oh my God, the amount of marriage proposals I got, let me tell you, from my American friends, yeah. desperate to get on board this Canadian train for a couple of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Might I say, thank you, not just one. 
I was just uh, trying to hook up with you. I didn't understand how it worked. I, I thought maybe if we just fooled around, I could get Canadian citizenship. Yeah. Nope. And I apologize. That I crossed the line in our our close friendship there. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, you know, if we weren't so close, we wouldn't be able to get through this. But we are. <laughs> yeah, we're close enough that we're able to process that and move on. I'm not a Canadian uh, yeah. citizen. You're now an American citizen having nothing to do with me. But. Yeah. Our, our significant others were like, well, when you look at the details, it does. Does make sense. They, <laughs> so were they were trying cool. something. Yeah. They were being, they were super cool about their it. Their hearts it were in the right problem. place. Their hands weren't. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so so Trump wins, like you said. I'm keeping a foot in the door, right, of the door of Canada, and uh, the election happened again. And at that point, I would have to start the renewal of my green card um, just because things were so backed up from COVID and everything. You really got to get a head start, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Biden won. And the next day, I submitted my application. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> the very next day, I was like, click, <laughs> got that bad boy in, uh, started doing it. Like, uh, And it's it's a wild document. It's like... Taxes for the last five years, um, all your travel dates outside of the country for the last five years. And like, I go home all the time, like all the time I go home and I'm going through my passport, trying to look at the faded little stamps, trying to get the dates because I can't, I can't this find is, that's them not anywhere. Easy, by the way, I, I was so, I, I. I got a new passport and I'm like, oh, what a bummer. My old passport had so many beautiful country stamps on it. And then I tried to look through to like for memories and I was like, I can't read any of these. <laughs> this is like, okay, this is in Spanish. So this is either Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Bart, Bart, Spain, maybe? Like, I can't really tell. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I possibly just did some of these stamps myself. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't remember the trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a complete nightmare. And then, um, so whatever. So I fill it in. I get my interview pretty quickly. I was like, I got to start studying. You have to. There's two tests, um, a 2008 test and a 2021 test. And it's out of either 100 questions or 130 questions civic. So it's all like history, like when was the Declaration of Independence um, adopted and like all these, you know, different kinds of questions, presidents and stuff like that. Like and like a, like an American high school history exam, more or less, uh, like because exactly. I don't even know that shit off the top of my head. And I I've lived here unbroken for 39 years. <laughs> well, here's the thing. OK, here's here's one, because uh, I remember some of my questions. They asked you 10. Uh, when was the Constitution written? Uh, 1776? <laughs> 1787. 1776 Whoa. was the Declaration of Independence. Oh. This is all... I, I know this top and bottom. I studied every day for a month for at least half an hour because I was like... I'm not going to get this part wrong. There's no excuse. They literally, they give you the book with all the questions. You just have to memorize it. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. That, <laughs> so, that I can handle. Yeah. So, that sounds good. That's a, I'm yeah. a good test taker. I can, I can do that. Yes, it's just so, getting off book. It's, getting, it's just memorizing lines. It's just getting yeah. off book. As an actor, I rehearsal. was able to. Yeah. My lines just happen to be B-A-C-C-A-B-A. <laughs> 
CBA. My tool rather than my voice and body is a number two pencil. My my uh, my performance venue rather than a stage is a Scantron test sheet. Yeah, everyone was like, uh, this actually wasn't multiple choice. D, B, A. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my answers, please. Final answer. I Okay, and I'm moving to Canada. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Copy that. Back to uh, Canada. Copy that. Yeah. So I go there and I'm in the waiting room and I'm waiting there for like, I'm going to say at least three or four hours to the point where everyone was gone that came after me even. Everyone was gone and I was alone in the room and the security guard felt so bad for me. He snuck me a, a little package of fruit snacks and a water and left the room so I could quickly eat and drink because uh, you had to have your mask oh, on. because it was COVID obviously. time too. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This was so recent. So, um, so that, so I'm stressing out the whole time. Of course I'm stressing out. I'm just like sitting there. The chairs are all spaced out. I made friends with a monk, you know, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and then, um, I get called in and I can tell when the woman comes out, my woman and calls my name and then like, doesn't talk to me the whole time we're walking to her office. I was like, this is going to be a problem. It wasn't like, how are you doing? Like just nothing. And I'm end of day. Right. So I don't know what kind of day she had. She could have had a bad day. Right. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm stressed on your behalf because you're like, oh yeah, 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 and you're like, I'm I'm stressed. I've been here all day, but I can't. I gotta act. I'm so happy to be American. What's exactly, going on? Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we go into her office. It's very quiet. She's got the giant um, what is it, plexiglass at the mm. end of her desk. So we're in. We have this like giant thing between us. It's very awkward. And in a tiny little office. And uh, so she starts She starts out uh, with the 10 questions. I got 10 out of 10. I got them all right. Mine was like, um, where's the Pacific Ocean? So West Coast, right? Mine with the Constitution. Um, the, uh, oh God, what was one of them? Uh, one of the longest, name uh, one of the longest rivers in um, uh, the States, like Mississippi or Missouri. Like some of them, you had multiple answers you can pick. Like mm -hmm. they'll give you 10 and then you pick which one, right? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -S 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, they <laughs> Thank you, no one asked, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give you several letters from the alphabet to choose from. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so I did that. I got 10 out of 10. We're laughing. I was like, we're going to have a great time. Then she goes, okay, let's go through your application. I was like, Blart. great. Yeah, I nailed this. 18 pages. I was like, I got this. This is like a joke. I did all the research. We're laughing. So first thing she says is, um, it, we go through it, you know, um, where have you lived? This is and this. And then, um, one of the questions is like, have you ever been arrested or charged or citation? And I was like, no. And then she was like, not even a parking ticket. And I was like, oh, I guess I got a, a parking ticket. I thought it meant like if I was ever charged with something. And she was like, no, it includes parking tickets. And I was like, okay. And she Ooh. goes, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to amend that. We're going to have to change that. I was like, Okay. Imagine, oh my God. It's like we can't have people getting parking tickets in the I'm city of panicking. Los Angeles, the most predatory ticketing com uh, city in America. They like I'm panicking. I'm panicking because I was like, I've had so many. Of course I have. Like everybody has, right? So I'm I'm panicking. I've got my mask on. I'm sweating buckets. Thank God she can't see my lips because I'm like kind of they're really, yeah, like a quivering type thing. Cause I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like sweating so much. I'm like, okay. Whatever. So we go through, we go through. Then she goes, we go through the travel dates. One of them I had wrong, of course. <laughs> we, we fix that. Um, and then she goes, so what happened um, at the board of January 2016? And I was like, what? And she goes, what happened at the border January 2016? There was an incident. So I'm like, 
I'm frozen in time because I've never had, I've always gotten through. I've never had a, I have a green card. I've never had a problem, right? I sit there, I'm in silence. I'm in silence at least a minute, which is a lifetime. Yeah. A lifetime. A life, a minute is a very long time. And if we're talking a minute of Alana not talking, that's an insane (laughs) 60 seconds for you and for anyone who's known you for any extended period of time. 100%. After this podcast, people will be that. was the longest you've gone without talking. (laughs) Was that? (laughs) That was it. That was the moment. Um, So I'm having my eternal silence. And then finally I go, oh, do you mean that time there was an apple in my bag? Um, And they had to like pull it out, like, like look in the bag and then pull out the apple and throw it out. And then I got through. And she went, yes. (laughs) And I was like, that was, they have like your record on there. That was the incident, Gabrus. I had an apple in my bag that I forgot about. It was a lunch my mom made me. I had an apple in my bag. And that was what was the record of the 2016 incident. Whoa. I mean, it didn't seem like they weren't going to let you become a citizen over that, but they were going to let you sweat over that is insane. She, and, and it's like, she's being, and it's like, that's why it was so crazy. I mean, that's why I didn't even think about it. Cause I was like, well, an apple, like what? That's like absolutely nothing. But she's like on me, like I have committed all the crimes. So I'm like, okay, this is a nightmare, whatever. She sits in silence for about five minutes, typing stuff on the keyboard. Oh, no, wait, I forgot the written test. So they tell you a sentence and you have to write it. And I almost got it wrong because they went, who is the president? And, or no, where does the president live? And um, I was writing, the president lives in. And then I had stopped and I went, wait, do you mean like write out the president or who the president is? And she was like, who the president is? So I almost failed the (laughs) written test, which was one sentence. Where does the president live? I almost failed it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, was I the couldn't answer, The it. answer is White House. The White House. No, right? oh, yes, of course, the White House. <laughs> My God. It's like, just it's making terrible. sure. I'm panicking. Like, I, I'm shaking. Like, I, I'm not thinking clearly, right? Because I'm so stressed out. So whatever. She's in silence, typing, typing, typing. And then finally she goes, okay, I've approved your recommendation um, to become a citizen. Your swearing will be this Friday. I was like, what? Like I, I couldn't, I was so happy. I couldn't believe it came out, high five the security guard, high fived all the security guards at the entrance of the building. Cause I made a huge to do with them. And they were like, miss Canada. Welcome. It was like, <laughs> we all became friends. It was so much fun. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Of course, I'm not going to believe it till I'm sworn in. Do you know what I mean? You got to, you got to like, yes. it's like with an acting gig. I, I don't just believe it till say, I see it on TV. <laughs> it's like, let's, I, I understand. I like, I won't tell my parents about it until it's airing that night because it's exactly. only let everyone down when it's inevitably canceled. <laughs> I'm edited out or whatever. Yeah, I know. So it's like, yeah, you know how it is. You know how it goes. So whatever. So I go to the swear. It's like 830 in the morning on Friday. And they used to do those big ones with like 2000 people. Right. These were in pockets of like 20 or 30 people. My COVID and you're all standing apart. My my uh, pop culture reference for that is short circuit Two. When Johnny Five, the robot, gets American citizenship, like that's, <laughs> and he's like gold plated, and he's standing amongst like a bunch of other people getting American citizenship. That's like when you're talking about it. That's what I'm picturing is it's like you, a robot, and like a bunch of other uh, immigrants 
becoming yes. American citizens. <laughs> yes, it was me, a few robots surrounding me, and then a couple of other real people. Uh, so whatever, we're all everyone's dressed up because they said to dress respectfully. You're like, okay, great. So finally, I get, I get called. Okay, so the guy doing the swearing. He was, first of all, he was yelling the whole time because you had to, because it's outside. So he really, and had no microphone. So he really had to project. So already that's like a little intimidating. He's got a very <laughs> deep, scary voice, right? Then he goes, he goes, okay, after this is done, you will approach that table and get your naturalization form. Check your name. If it's wrong, that's on you. And that is your new permanent name. You cannot change it. So I'm like, boom, first thing for there, already first thing I'm stressed out about, I was like, oh my God, my name, I, what if it's wrong and I don't catch it? Now I have this Alona Jackson name the rest of my life. You know what I mean? It's like, this is like, this is my name now, right? So my alter ego, finally, Alona Jackson back in the game. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, okay. He goes, then in your envelope, you will find an application for your passport. This is your only way back in the country. If you want to go somewhere, that's fine. But consider yourself stranded because you have renounced all other countries. Uh, so I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be going home. So I was like, oh my God, I can't leave. That's it. I'm trapped. And this is going to take me six months. He says six months. I was like, oh my God, I am so screwed. So that happens. Then you pull out the oath and I memorize the Pledge of Allegiance. That's what I thought we were doing. No. There is this whole written note that you have to repeat after him. And in three separate sentences, you talk about serving for the army if you're called upon to do so, which was asked on the exam at the interview. And then they make you pledge it under oath that you will do it out loud. You have to say it. And it counts as like a verbal contract when you're like swearing it and part of the whole thing. So I literally got screamed at, was told I'm trapped and then joined the army. It's like, that was my swearing experience. Private and then at the Alona end Jackson, you are reporting for duty. Fort Bragg now. <laughs> move yeah, it, move it, move it. You're like, honest to God, through. dude, you should have seen the woman beside me. She was from Europe. And like, she looked over at me because we kind of were chatting in the line. And like, she looked horrified because she's like 65. Like she yeah. horrified. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was terrible. <laughs> so whatever, we get sworn in, we get our tiny flags. Uh, no one's allowed to hug or celebrate or high five. You have to like quietly file out and go get your new name paper <laughs> and your naturalization form. And then here's the thing. That guy was total PS, BS. Sorry, I went to a post office to apply for my passport. He was like, great, you'll get it in three to four weeks. It's <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> like screaming at me. I'm trapped in America for the rest of my life. Oh my God, dude. It was so insane. So it was like fear filled the entire time, but that's it. I'm an American citizen now and Canada still recognizes me as a Canadian citizen as well. But here I'm only American, even though I have to pay taxes in both forever, no matter where I live. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah. is that considered dual citizenship? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, the crazy thing is is that america is wildly fear-based so it's not as surprising <laughs> that part of the entrance method isn't like a fucking heart a, a haunted halloween house as well because once you're here it's all fear-based it's all 
the migrant caravan, critical race theory. It's all coming to kill us all. Like, yeah, once you're here, it's all fear. Exactly. Yeah. That, so, that should be your motto. <laughs> so it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna let Atlanta in, we better let her know that this shit is fucking scary. I hope you're ready to fight for your country's freedom. It's like, wait, oh what? my god, like adult ju- woman actor from Canada, please. Yeah, dude, I just got here. Give me a, a second <laughs> yeah. to breathe. You Don't, know what I mean? Aren't oh there a god. bunch of people in this country who? like guns can't they be the first ones to go to they the already army? own them they already yeah. own them think of the cost you're saving they can just be, it's a it's a byog you know what i mean it's like, yeah. super easy it's not a problem they all have right them. there's a draft everyone bring your own guns i know some of you sick fucks have all camo anyway pack that shit too Let's go. Dude, Let's go, it was crazy. Let's go, Private Jackson. <laughs> Welcome to like, your... <laughs> if I was honestly in the army or like recruited and told I had to go, I, we would lose. Like if you're letting Alona Jackson's into the army, you're done. <laughs> like you're done. <laughs> now what, You cannot win. What changes about your day-to-day life right now from being uh, a green card holding Canadian resident living in uh, a, a, a Canadian citizen living in the United States. How how has your life changed since now becoming naturalized, if you will? Well, not it hasn't happened yet, but will I will be able to vote in elections? Oh, so that's a, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to become a citizen. I pay taxes here. Clearly, we saw what can happen in politics <laughs> here and the way the country is run. And I was like, I need to vote. I I need to vote. I live here and I need to participate. And everyone's like oh, well, it's California and it's not necessary in this, this, and this. And I'm like, hey, man, we got a bunch of shitheads in office here too. Like we got, it's like, it's everywhere. You got to vote. You got to vote. People are like, ah, come on. Who cares? It's California. It's like, I want to fucking vote. How hard is like, that's just, I, you get to vote. Let me vote. I want to vote. Who cares if it's like, Let's run up the numbers, even if it is just California. Fuck it. Let's let's fucking beat the next Republican by 10 million. Like, that's I what know. I'm saying, because then people will see those numbers and be influenced by them. And it is like something that's really bothered me since I've lived here. Like for 10 years, it's really bothered me that I haven't you have been able to, to deal vote. with the You have to deal with the repercussions of whatever the government is, but you don't actually have a say. And like... We don't need to unpack how little of a say even the uh, voting public has in uh, in American society, but it is certainly a larger say than what the non-voting uh, population has to say. Whether exactly. or not it's actually enough to affect change or to uh, make anything better in any way where remains to be seen. But if that's all the politician class is going to tell us every time we're like, things suck, they're like, well, vote to change. And you're like... But I can't even fucking vote. And it's like, oh, well, bummer. And it's like, all right, well, then I'll become a citizen and I'll fucking vote, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. And it's like people think like, oh, if it doesn't matter, oh, whatever. But to me, I'm like, at least I can say I tried. Like, at least I can. I would have loved to be able to say I did not vote for Trump. I would have loved that. Now, when I when I did become American, did I make an announcement on my podcast? I'll vote for literally anyone. Yes, I did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's who gets to me first in the next election. You technically (laughs) didn't vote for Trump this year like you know you you have you've never voted just for trump just missed him just missed him so you know i know people don't want him back in hey i just want to cast that vote you know what i mean give him a chance i'm but just <laughs> I, i'm just I, i'm so happy to be an american i'm here to fucking fuck this country up forever like the rest like the rest of you idiots yeah right my mom called me a traitor right away 
My mom called me a traitor. Yeah. And my mom immigrated from Syria to Canada and called me a traitor. And I was like, excuse me, you are the traitor. What are you talking about? You have been, you have been for like 50 years. Yeah. It's the same thing, mom. It's not, I'm, I'm actually just moving to our downstairs apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally. So that was my big family drama. Nobody contacted me. No one cared. I nearly broke the internet. Everyone was so happy. But in all honesty, I did get all the responses of people being like, why? Or being now, like, I'm so sorry when I said I became American. Uh, Alana, are you married? I am married to yeah. a Canadian. I was just about to say. So how does that, how does that work? Because I know, like, is marrying for citizenship a, a real thing? Not like the scam about it all. But like, if you marry uh, an immigrant, they, that is a path to citizenship for them. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's just that it takes a long time. So like, for example, it's like, if you married them, it's like, first of all, some of these interviews waiting to get approved can take up to a year, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, they, the, you're not allowed to work. You're waiting to get a work permit in between for the green card, a spousal green card. So basically your significant other has to prove they can support you financially. Oh, so geez. if you're not working, you'll never be a strain on society, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what you have to prove the whole time is you're not going to be a strain on society. Um, I'm not going to come here and then take the money of taxpayers is like what they're afraid is going to happen. Oh, and that's, and that's that fucking like, uh, what's the word? Uh, exceptional immigrant shit that like Americans are always pushing. Like they're always like the next immigrant that we'd reject the next refugee could be a doctor or whatever. And it's like, whatever they are, we should help them. <laughs> whatever they are. If dude, they're, like, they're going to be a fucking, you know, non-union commercial actor, let's still fucking help them. Let's still, who cares what they're coming here for? Like, let's help them land. But it's like, no, well, you got to yeah. be able to come with. So even the uh, quote unquote American dream of, you know, send us your poor entire, even that you have to like, then prove that it's because we're a capitalist machine. You have to prove that I, I promise. I swear I will try to make money as soon as possible. I will not take any money. I will be ready to fight in the army if we need. And it's like, that's the important shit. Like, how yeah. about, how about like promise to love your neighbors and follow the law? Yeah. Okay. Welcome yeah, and here's to fucking the joke. America. <laughs> here, here's the joke on you, America. I did come here to take your money. I came here to take your jobs and I came here to take your money. Okay. So yeah. I'm doing it. That's the bottom line. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. Like, so that process can take anywhere from one to three years. Norm is also on a green card. And in one year he can apply to become a citizen. So it's going to be faster for him to do it by himself than to do it through me. But I can sponsor family members. If any of them ever wanted to come, they don't. And they've made that clear. But if they did, <laughs> I haven't I asked could. them, but they have uh, head me off in the past and say, no, thank you. Yeah, my, my mom doesn't want to betray any more countries. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so he'll he'll just apply for his um, on his own. And he wants to stay, too. Like we've you know, I know it was scary here for a couple of years and there was a lot of questioning of going back and whatever, but it's like my life is here. My friends are here. My Close friends are here, so Your close I need friends to are right here on Zoom. With <laughs> They're you. right here on Zoom. Sure, a lot of people are saying we could just Zoom uh, in any country and it wouldn't really matter, but the time difference might. <laughs> I I wouldn't Zoom with a Canadian. I'd be worried oh, about. I'd be worried about foreign uh, influence, foreign uh, spies, and shit like that. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't deal with espionage. Yeah, it would be I'm unfair to, to just use a Canadian IP address. Sketch me out. No fucking way. 
I have to know that you're under a mile away from where I currently am before I get on Zoom. Yeah, they've they've sent me to scope uh, the old <laughs> high and mighty podcast. Look, we need you to <laughs> shut this guy down from the inside, become close friends with him, and then take him out. Yeah, and I'm like, two Zooms later, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> no problem. Texting the Canadian, go- texting Trudeau, I've got him. What's the next yeah, move? T- texting him. <laughs> oh my god! I wish. What a babe. Uh, what that's a, a side note. What a that psycho. Is that what you said? <laughs> no side note. Side uh, note that he's said such that a babe. psycho. What a babe. I was like, okay. <laughs> what kind? Yeah. Listen. What kind of normal human being has a six pack? You know what I mean? He's unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. He's you unnatural. don't need that shit to run a country. Pump. <laughs> Stop doing the planks and start fucking taking a look inside yeah. your country's treatment of the indigenous population. <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me. And everyone's coming at me like, why, why? And all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, we had problems too. Okay. Canada also has problems. So we're all. Yeah. It's in not as magic. This. Yeah. Everything is. Fu- <laughs> Would you believe that everything is kind of shit <laughs> and, had, and was worse in the past for other people? Is We're going to find out everywhere. And I'm glad. This shit's coming out now. Let's yeah, reckon. Let's too. reckon with all the fucked up shit that our countries have done. I mean, I hope. It. I yeah. I hope they have an opportunity right now to right a lot of wrongs, and I I really hope they act swiftly and soundly. I really hope they do because they could also mess this up. They yeah. could really mess this up, you know. And it's really um, not okay. And if if they do mess this up, we're in big trouble moving forward. Yeah. Big, big trouble. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Well, uh, world's opening back up and I'm going to be doing shows again and uh, go, heading to the gym again. And two things that really help me enjoy the gym, enjoy my long cardio walks and enjoy uh, doing comedy is having a good pair of headphones so I can listen to the music I need to get me in the right headspace. Or in the case of long cardio, audiobooks help keep me distracted so I don't focus on how much it sucks and how sweaty I am. So headphones are integral to me. And I mean, I've been home a lot, so I haven't been wearing my headphones. So now I just can get out in the world, throw on some Billy Joel or some upbeat, other upbeat music to pump me up or you know, listen to a meditation app um, and it helps me deal with the hustle and bustle of every day. What I, I told you that. So let me tell you right now, Raycons are the way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for comfort. And unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. They have a 32-hour battery life. So you can listen to what you want, when you want for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good. Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, high and mighty listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash mighty. That's buyraycon.com slash mighty to save 15% on Raycons. What is feels, baby? Well, feels is a better way to feel better. Premium CBD that'll keep your head clear and help you feel your best. It's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. And if you're not familiar with CBD yet, I would say put your head up and ask, what's CBD? And a million people will give you random freaking answers. But 
you can get real human support from Feels because they have a CBD hotline to help guide you through your personal experience. Uh, it helps naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Take a few drops on the Feels under your tongue, and you can feel the difference within minutes. It works naturally to help you feel better. No high, no hangover, no addiction. So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you could pause or cancel anytime. I recommend a little bit before bed and a little bit in the morning while you have your coffee or tea or morning, whatever. Uh, it's always worked for me. It's now a major fact. CBD is a regular part of my supplement uh, stuff. So become a member and get 50% off your first order. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. Here's a question I have. Is there anything you want to do now at that you're an American that either you couldn't do before or was more difficult to do before? Like uh, pre, uh to do previously, I should say. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um the main thing is traveling because when you have come back here with your Canadian passport, you have to go to the international section even if you have your green card. Um you have to go to like a different section when you come out whereas um, Now you have I'm, a US passport. Um, you can I just get in the domestic li- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I know that sounds like really stupid, but because I well Go to Canada a lot. To my, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I have my Canadian passport. So it's like, um, you know, I'm like the born identity here. Jason Bourne. I'm cruising. I've got my passports. I'm all over the place. I'd I'm like to spying. book one flight from LAX to Toronto. Uh, from LAX, that would be Alana Johnston flying. And on the way back, it would be Alona Jackson. Jackson. Flying. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, according to my naturalization papers. Uh, I'll yeah, be flying in as it. one woman and leaving as another. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I wanted to do and I wasn't able to do. So I've had this fantasy for years when thinking about becoming a citizen. I'm not even joking on this. Do you, are you, uh, So you know Hulk Hogan's uh, original theme song? Of I am a real American. American? Yeah, yes. of course. So all I ever wanted to do was to get my citizenship and play that song, like come out and playing that song. Obviously, I couldn't do that because of the dramatic circumstances and I wasn't allowed to use my phone and all the drama of like trying to pass this test. But that was something I wanted to do. So my big plan is to do that on July 4th is have my entrance into a party or wherever I'm going, playing that song on um, a speaker, on a portable speaker. And and I have a vase of American flags ready to go. That was given to me as a gift. And I'm going to walk in with them playing that song. Well, Norm will have to play the song and kind of escort me from behind <laughs> a couple like, you know, yards behind me. Oh, of course. With his head yeah. down. It better not be. <laughs> well, not, this is how he walks naturally. So why to ruin a good thing? You know, <laughs> why fuck? Yeah. Why fuck with something that works? <laughs> yeah, it works. It's great. <laughs> uh that by the way that is something you could have done previously uh it wouldn't have hit the same it wouldn't have hit the same but yes now now you don't at least singing along to the lyrics you won't be lying for the first time yeah i'm gonna be pledging to all sorts of things on the fourth let me tell you i'm gonna be pledging to absolutely everything i like how you're like are you familiar with the hulk hogan's original theme song and now i'm picturing it's like question eight on the 
Yeah, right. that one. That one I said B. <laughs> if you could just tell us Hulk Hogan's original theme song, you're like B, huh? They're like, <laughs> and on. they're like check mark, and then they hand me my paper, and I'm off. That's B it. for brother. <laughs> God, I used to love him. I, I mean, I my dad was Man, a Ric he Flair really guy. Fell, he fell far though. All you gotta do is put out a sex tape where you use a racial slur, yes. and it, it'll it'll ding you. <laughs> and here's the thing: usually the sex tapes can really help people and really put them on the map. But I was like, no, you did it wrong. <laughs> you didn't do it the right way. It could have been real cool and fun, but you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> All we've wanted is to see you have sex. Of course. I grew up wanting this. <laughs> like, you have to be kidding me. What, like, listen, everybody, you want to make a sex tape, make a sex tape. But it's like, you know, let's pull out the stops. Let's get some lighting. Let's get some pyro. Like, let's get some stuff going. Let's make let's a make tape. Let's make a let's let's shoot let's put it on green screen and let Marvel go nuts with it. <laughs> yeah, let's get it up on the old green screen and get in our our green suits with our boobs and vagina cut out so you can just see those floating around with the tropical Disjointed background. genitals smashing together in the middle of like a starscape or something like that. Wait I a minute, hold on. Uh, let's delete this and pitch this. We've solved it. Yeah, we've solved it. We were we had to crack the old case open. Now we're gonna be making a lot of money shooting celebrity sex tapes for celebrities who want who want to ent- imagine a fucking family sex a family sex tape. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll go ahead and not do that. <laughs> I can't stop imagining a family sex tape. <laughs> all my life, that was all I wanted growing up was the Hulk Hogan and my, the family sex tape. <laughs> the family I'm referring to is, of course, the early Chicago improv group, legendarily coached by <laughs> Del Close. <laughs> Wait, what, what was it? Dave Pasquazi? Yeah. Oh, I want to watch TJ and Dave 69. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wow, great reference. Oh, perfect Deep reference. Cut, baby. I think Besser was in the family too. So sorry, Matt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, Matt. My biggest fan. <laughs> He's like, who? <laughs> He's not listening. To, bo- to both me and Hulk Hogan. To both yeah. of us. <laughs> from I want to thank you from my from the deepest part of my soul and Hulk Hogan's soul, of course. Me, Alana, Alana Johnson, and Hulk Hogan want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all you've done for us. Uh, what, what was like some of the, uh, along the way, what were some of the steps that you were like, I mean, you, you talked about it, but like the military shit is very weird to be like, I mean, that makes you want to be like, what does the government know that we don't know? Like, are we, yeah. are we getting closer to war? It's like, you're definitely here next Monday, right? Like when you're like partners, like what, what is the weekend plans? You're definitely not doing anything on like, you're like, Wait, what do you got? What do you, what's going on? What's working? Honestly, up here? dude, it's like here's the thing. Like, I know everyone was having a laugh about uh, me being drafted at my age and capabilities, but I, they could just even do paperwork in a dangerous place. Like, you don't know. They could yeah. do anything. You don't know, dude. And it's like, I mean, look how things are. I could be a, a podcast. They might put me in the Marines as a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. And I was going to say, you're going to jump from a helicopter into the ocean, swim to the sand, set up the equipment, and start recording. What's up, shitheads? I'm here in a, a hot war zone, and we are yeah, but it's not- picking up IEDs. It's not even like a reporting like CNN. It's like, you're still doing this podcast. So it's very The military just needs me to do Yeah, it's very unnecessary. I'm here with Private Rooker. It's his first war. Private Rooker, how you doing, brother? You got any plugs for us? Help me, fuck, I gotta get... (laughs) Yeah, dude, I don't know. That, it just scared me. It just really, it just really scared me because you just don't know. You don't know. And listen, I'm in, I'm, I consider myself to be in fairly good shape. You know, I could carry a couple of soldiers on my back. Nobody's asked. I could get a few on there. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. You are jacked. I would say I'm, I'm confident you can carry several human beings on your back. Yeah. Listen, am I wearing a couple of men's t-shirts right now? Of course I am. A couple? Under, (laughs) yeah. You can't see the bottom half is just another shirt upside down. So my legs legs are the arms, (laughs) but they're sewn together. So you're in like a baby's sleep sack. <laughs> this was what they gave me. Yeah, they gave me this at the swear it in my envelope, my beautiful new folded sack. Yeah, you get like uh, weirdly like they're like, normally it's just babies who become citizens. So uh, here you go. It's a, a, a basket of diapers. <laughs> I might actually it is you- true. There was people there with their babies to get the citizenship. Wow. Yeah, there. What my sister um, did that too, because she's Canadian. But one of her kids um, was born here, and the other one was born in Canada. Oh, so she so got them so dual citizenship. Non- right. So, like, two non-citizens have a baby here. That baby a ba- is a citizen. It, it can be yes. Oh, she's so, the only so the one parents, in our family. So the parents will take the kid to the naturalization ceremony, and the kid leaves. The newborn leaves a citizen. And the parents still not. Yeah, so she's dual. That's isn't so that crazy? Cool. That's so. She wild. could be the president. She could be the president of America or the first president of Canada, as we only have prime ministers. So she could I do w- a lot. Can you become a president with dual citizenship? I'm very curious about. That. I'm an I'm an American. So to them, my naturalization paper. And listen, I could be totally wrong. Maybe you have to be a born citizen. But what I read in my test, and I again, I could have misread it while studying, was you have to be a citizen. So I'm a citizen. Listen, it would never work. But if that's true, or unless I misread it, and I might have, so it I might, make it might that have statement. to be a born citizen. Because in all honesty, if not, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been president already. See, okay, that was something I thought of too. I should look it up because that was the thought that I had. Is that I was like, okay, but there's like been lots of people that became citizens that like would have been good political candidates. Like, right, and you know Ar- what I mean. I remember Arnold saying in a Nerdist interview, so a podcast I never listen to except if they have Arnold Schwarzenegger on as the guest, right. talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they were like, "If you could change one thing about the government, about American politics, what would you change?" And he's like, "Of course, I would lift the must be a citizen to be president rule, like because he was like he could, he yeah. could have off of California, and now he's more democratic." Like he he was a Republican, but his views are more Democratic than most Republicans are currently. Yeah. And I, OK, I just looked it up. You have to be a natural born citizen to be a president or a vice president for those oh, two positions. OK, natural cool. born. Yeah. So thank God they didn't ask me that. I clearly misread it. 
<laughs> oh, oh my god! Well, thank God you're here as a citizen. <laughs> oh, and you didn't even. Uh, man, we should have recorded this ahead of time. Oh fuck! <laughs> now they're on to us. Wait, there's choppers outside Atlanta's house. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's Dune just my ride. The yeah. <laughs> it's the that's Canadian. My, that's my ride. It's the army. They've they've come to pick me up to go. You're in the, the army now, army. baby. <laughs> Honestly, if the army promised forever helicopter rides everywhere, maybe I'd do it. I might join the <laughs> army if they if they can guarantee some chopper rides. I right? hate driving. I hate driving. I'd much rather take the old chop. Now, when when did you leave Canada? You left Canada at a young age, but not like child, right? Like you lived there up and th- for a while. I got to LA in 2011, but I had lived in Chicago at the age of 19 for about two years, um, taking classes there uh, at um, IO and uh, Second City and Annoyance. I'm doing stuff there. So I've been, yeah, in and out of the States for like almost 20 years. Like I always wanted to live here. And I know this sounds like so stupid, but it's like growing up, I only had like, you know, I lived in the country. So I only had like five channels for a lot of my childhood or whatever. And it's like, you would see these American shows. Like I would watch 90210 or Say by the Bell and be like, I want to live in California or I want to live in the States. It seems so cool. And here's the thing. I was right. There's a lot of cool parts to Canada. I've been across the whole country. I've seen everywhere and it's very beautiful and very nice, but it's like, it is 90210 here. It's everything on TV. If you want it to be, you got to be with the right friends or go to the right places, but it literally is TV here. It's, Uh, I'm not exaggerating. America is crazy like in that way, but you're also talking about Southern California where the weather is just like insanely like nine months out of the year. It's like perfect lighting and the weather is like, and you can like be outside all the time. And you live in Los Angeles where the movies are made. And I got to say, even coming from New York where a lot of New York's in a lot of movies. And then when I moved out here, you're like, oh, this is where they fucking make movies. This is for why real. Parking validation <laughs> is a joke in Tommy Boy. Now I get it. That's why this. Oh, this is the park from. Oh, Griffith Park is the park in this movie. In this movie, it's like, oh my god, yes, of course. It's it's that crazy. Was, it was wild for me just coming from New York to here to feel all that. So I could only imagine coming from Canada to here. And it's like when I lived in Chicago, I knew that wasn't necessarily a permanent stay or whatever because I was only there like. Um, Um, as a student, right? Not a green card or anything like that, just to take some classes. And I knew I wanted to be in LA because I hate the winter so much. I just hate it. So I knew it. I was like, I'm going to move to LA. There was nothing here for me. And basically I came to visit a friend that lived here. And then I just stayed. I called my mom and was like, I have moved to Los Angeles and started working on a green card application. And I was lucky because I was doing this kids TV show in Canada at the time. So I just had a bunch of money and was able to, like I I paid rent for six months in both places and my apartment was just empty. But I was like, go home for what, for who? Hell <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Yeah, dude, it was, it was wild. It was a very, I mean, obviously in retrospect, you know, especially once you go through a pandemic where there wasn't really a lot of jobs and this and that, you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have spent all that money on double rent for an empty place, or I at least should have had somebody sublet it, like, a, you know, a smart thing to do. But nonetheless, it's like, at the time, I just, I was so swept up when I got here, I just couldn't bring it myself to leave. I, it That's was, so fucking awesome. I, I, yeah. I believe it, man. It's a magical place for a... Uh, I know some of you were like, these libs ruined Southern California, but it's 
It's pretty. Uh, there's we got plenty of conservatives here in Southern California too. Not so much in the L.A. city center, but they they out here. I highly oh, yeah. recommend everyone take a trip to Southern California, see the beaches, see the mountains, see everything you can because it's fucking magnificent out here. So what brought what brought you here? Like what? Because in like with Canadians or whatever, and a lot of people from Chicago as well. You know, the main move is either New York or L.A. So it was like, what made you say L.A.? We we had just. Uh, my wife and I are from both from New York. We're both from like right outside the city. Okay. So it was like where we were in our late mid to late twenties. And we were like a lot of our friends had moved out here for assorted Hollywood jobs. We both worked in entertainment and we were like, if we don't go to Los Angeles soon, there's a chance we never live anywhere, but New York for the rest of our lives, which was yeah. like, which is cool. New York, greatest city you know top five cities in america possibly the world so i was like uh this is a no-brainer we should and we're both like people who want like chasing new experiences and stuff and like uh we're the only people from both of our families that left even our hometown like our t- our siblings all wow. live in like our hometowns our aunts and uncles all live like right around us like we're the only people we're from like that generation. Like we're the first generation of like our blue collar families that are like, we want more in life. We want multiple yes. Thai restaurants to choose from. We were the only people in our families to move to the city, <laughs> like for to move yeah. to New York city. They thought that was crazy. Then we were like, but what happened? Like we were like, fuck, if we don't go to Los Angeles now, we'll never have like, we won't we could just easily be here forever and be like, we're those 60 year olds that never left New York. Well, cause it's, there's a time limit, right? You can like, of course you can go anywhere at any age, but definitely if you feel the need to um, have LA, it's like a young man's game or, or woman or whatever, uh, a young person's game because the energy it takes to maintain confidence and drive and motivation when you're just getting beat down is like the older you get, the harder that is. You know hell, what I mean? Hell yeah. No, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I know way too well exactly what you're referring to. But- we call it we call it the Gabriel syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey, I'm I think we understand. No, but uh for real in that in the in what we're talking about like and then coming out here it was just so unlike new york in such a way where it was just like holy shit and us only knowing and i'm from like the beaches like i'm from the suburbs grew up hanging out on the beach tiffany is like from the suburbs but grew up like in more like woodsy kind of okay. like rednecky type of westchester so we're SoCal is so different from either of our lives, but scratches so many of both of our it. And for example, I forget where were we? Oh, Friday night we were going to see Fast Nine. We're uh, obviously this was recorded way earlier in the summer, but we're going to see Fast Nine the night it came out. We're going to Burbank, someplace we don't frequently go because all our movie theaters in the Hollywood West Hollywood area are currently closed. So (laughs) we were meeting some friends in the Burbank area, and we were driving to Burbank and we I forget what road we were on but for one br- like we were on some road for several miles where the background like the horizon was just like an insane mountain range you know what I oh mean oh my like, god every day you can be on a mountain every day you can be on a mountain that blows my mind you can go from like your amenity filled like city life apartment 
Like, not that I, I don't live in one of those. I live in like a trashy, con- like, but like you can have like a full blown city life experience here if you wanted. Like w- walking, you can live in Culver City, you can live in Hollywood, mm-hmm, walk to mm-hmm. everything. Uh, Silver Lake, a lot of those places, you can just have a full blown like um, American metropolitan lifestyle. You could live. And then you can take 90 minutes to take you to the mountains and have like a full blown cabin life if you wanted, or you can take 90 minutes or 60, 40, depending on where you live and you can 90 minutes and you can have a fully like beachy bohemian life. Yes. You can and ha- it's free. It's you, free. You can have a desert life if you wanted. Like you can go in at 90 minutes east from LA and live like a desert life. Like there's just the what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the biodiversity of the area around Los Angeles is just so wild and so thrilling in that way. And I think part of it too, for me and Tiff is growing up in New York, like we grew up so close together and from the, like from poor families that we never went like that far away from New York. So like everything we did was, Upstate New York, New Jersey, Ocean City, this. So both of us have like a Venn diagram overlap of a lot of the same things. And just relocating our home base to Los Angeles is just like, she came out here once with her family when we were kids and uh, when they were kids and I had never come out here with my family. So we just like land here and it's just all new to us. And it was just so thrilling. And now I just want this like every 10 years, I just want to move somewhere new and just feel completely new and relearn all my fucking behaviors and routines. It it feels like also as a 40 year old, as I'm eight, I'm, I'm 39 now, but like as I think LA is a place you want to be when you're in your forties and fifties, because the people I meet in their forties in their forties and fifties here. And I don't know if it's like selection bias or Southern California or the entertainment industry of it all, but they're always Way younger seeming than any of my 40 and 50 year old friends from, especially from home. My friends Everybody here looks amazing. Everybody here, like a farmer on a commercial is like the best looking person you've ever seen in your life. I mean, it's wild here because- It's a little tacky to say, it's a little tacky to say, but the unhoused population in Los Angeles is attractive and looks looks in shape. Whether, whatever's going on. Yeah. But people are, it's just a, it's- it's because it's an outdoorsy city. It's because there's such an uh, access, a privileged access to good, healthy foods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of positives and like, and you get vitamin D naturally like 10 months out of the year. Your seasonal affective disorder hits in LA because you're like, uh, it's only light out for nine hours. Like in Canada, yeah. that's a different story. It was so <laughs> bad. I suffered. It's like, you know, I don't think everybody um, or not everybody takes it as seriously as it really is. Like seasonal affective disorder is no joke. And it like when it hits you and you're someone that suffers from it, it hits you so hard. And like the difference, that was another reason why I wanted to move here is I was like, I need sunshine. And I can't even, I mean, you see me, I'm so pale. I can't even go in the sun. I have SPF 100 hat, glasses, like I have everything, but it's like, it changed my mood. It just changed my mood having my windows open right now on a beautiful sunny day I mean it's summertime in Toronto obviously right now but it's like having that like all year round like really 
changed my mood and affected me. And I felt like a different person when I got here. I, I, of course I spent my thirties here. So your thirties anywhere is going to be better than your twenties anywhere because, because you're sane. Take it, take it from twenties <laughs> in New York city to thirties in Los Angeles. Oh, Pretty dude, much, you must be two different people. Truly. I, that's the, I literally, cause we moved here on Tiffany's like the week before Tiffany's like 30th or no 31st birthday. We literally lived in New York from like 22 to 31. And then from here, 31 to 39 so far. So who knows when that ends 49, because when I'm 50, I got to move to Maui. Uh, well, here's the thing, because you we, we were talking like the, the thing about L.A. is that because you were talking about moving and whatever it's you can move to a different neighborhood and it's like you're in a completely different city or town. Like it's so big here. A lot of places are like self-contained. And I really love that because I'm like like I live in Glendale right now, but it's like versus when I lived in Hollywood versus Los Feliz. If I lived in Culver City, these are completely different places. Yeah. Um, and I, with completely different food and options and, and places to go and stuff like that. And I love that because you can just drive to that. It doesn't even matter where you live. You can either live in it or you can drive to it. And everyone's like, a car's expensive. I bought my car, 33,000 miles on it, 2000 Toyota Echo, five grand, runs beautifully. 21 years old, runs beautifully. Because what weather is here There's to no ruin rust. my car? There's no There's snow. There's no rust. There's you can nothing. Drive- you can drive a shitty old. You can drive a shitty car that's like a ball no tires because there's no rain and no snow ever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So I'm like, yeah, dude, you can make it work here. You got to get a little crafty at times and creative, uh, definitely. But you can do it. It's it's possible. It's any city is expensive. The rent in Toronto is as bad here. It's it's the exact same. So yeah. Anywhere you go, you're in a major city, you're going to have to make it work. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't care what city it is. City I mean, they're definitely city living. There are cities that are definitely cheaper than New York and LA, but cities are just becoming expensive. But now. compared to your small town, it's yeah. way more expensive, even right. no matter Michigan, yeah. like no matter where it is, right? right? Right. If you move from anywhere in Michigan to like the, the city center of Detroit, it's going to be more expensive there than your, yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, but, me, me, Tiff and I always joke about this. We we refer to it as uh, we moved like across the country, pay a premium on rent, pay a premium on everything because we like to have food options. And that's like so <laughs> it's so small, but it is sort of like indicative of everything. Like I want to live in a city because I want access to multiple Thai restaurants to choose from, multiple Indian restaurants to try, multiple like. 2019, Xmas 2019, me and Tiff got Thai food for our family, my family, and we were the only two of the like 10 people at this, my brother's house that had had Thai food before in 2019. No, no. Just like they have one Thai place on in their, or two in their neighborhood and they just like never get it because they're like, I don't even know. Like literally my aunt was like, what is it? Like noodles? Like lo mein? I'm like, I don't even know. You don't even know what pad Thai is? Like I can't even like articulate how to explain what that's pad outrageous thai. in 2019. Like that's, I, I will say this. I mean, that Toronto. might be a little more specific to my family than most people's okay. families, but <laughs> yeah. it's just that that's just what makes me and Tiff like our black sheeps that we're just like her family's yeah. more, a little more uh, open-minded about food stuff. Cause her dad uh, was uh, owned a restaurant, but oh, okay. 
but our families are both sort of like, ah, flying to California, weird. Like that seems stressful, you know. Like <laughs> no, there's ev- everything here. I I will say that it's like you can eat any kind of food or have any kind of diet or whatever, and they will um like deliver here. They will always yeah. be able to give you something that you want to eat that you desire, and you can pretty much get almost all of it in most neighborhoods. But I will say about Toronto lot of food options there. Very diverse, yeah. very diverse city. And it's like, you can get some no, Tor- killer food in Toronto. I will say as I've only been to Toronto twice, but I got to say the two things that stood out for me the most about it were how ugly it is from like, okay. like, <laughs> like true, like just the design of all the buildings is just like so plainly like a city there's like there's like not charm to it but then inside like every restaurant i went to every bar i went to was so fucking cool and fun and like the people and i went to like four different neighborhoods and everything was the food was unreal good very weirdly interesting vibes in all these places and stuff and i loved it but I just remember pulling up, like getting uh, from the airport shuttle and just being like, this is what Toronto, because you're like, it's just a foreign city. And then when you look at it more, you're like, oh, it's, it's, who cares what it looks like? It's fucking amazing here. I feel like Toronto was just built so quickly, built up so quickly that they, and I'm sure I'm turning off like thousands and 101 Canadians listening to this (laughs) by saying that. But that was my experience when I got there. I was like, ew, it's kind of like drab. It's very, feels like a, co- like a prison or a college. It's like- very clean. It's very clean. And here's the thing. It, University of Toronto, Ryerson, like all these schools are the whole city. So it's yeah. like, it is kind of, um, whether you want to call them drab buildings or just, oh, there's a lot of like old buildings that have been preserved, but they're not fancy. Yeah. They're not, or they're not they're, like, you know weirdly, what I mean? Ar- they're not interestingly architectural. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe they are, a real architect would be like, no, What's interesting about this is blank, blank, blank. But for me, it's not like when you walk through a lot of the older cities in America or even uh, other Canadian cities where you're like, oh, this was clear. And I mean, that also, I'm talking about my biased point of view from what I saw. But long story short, and I'm backpedaling on ever offending Toronto, but- uh, Oh, we don't care. Yeah, you're Canadians. (laughs) We know. We don't care. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. (laughs) No Uh, problem. what, What do you think of Chicago? What, do you what, like visually? Do you like? Because oh, I, I think Chicago's beautiful. No, I love I, Chicago. I think so too. It feels. It feels like I, I, I enjoy it there big time. Like I love. It. It's clearly a, a city that matches my vibe. Except I don't like cold weather. I don't like exactly. Where I do love the like foot traffic of it all. Like that is fun. Like that I miss from New York, and I I try to chase it here a little bit, but I don't fully yeah. get it. But. Chicago's got a little bit too cold. It's a little too cold for old man Gabriel. So I got that thin LA Same. blood now. Yeah. Same. I'm a baby now. Did you I know, just like, did that happen to you? All the time. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I know. I became such a baby and I definitely complain that it's cold here. And like my mom's so disgusted with me. Like she's like horrified that I'm like, oh, it's so cold here. Meanwhile, it's like they're in a blizzard. <laughs> I'm, compl- I'm complaining because I have a bit of a light jean jacket on. <laughs> Ugh, 
God, I got to wear a hoodie tonight. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, we don't have power here, Alana. (laughs) (laughs) I will never forget. There was an ice storm in my town that hit us so hard that we didn't have power. I think it was like five days or something like that. We loved it because all of our lawns, it had snowed and then froze over. So it was like we lived on an acre of property and it was essentially a skating rink. So I was having the time of my life and we all had fireplaces. So everyone was cooking on their fireplace or whatever. But it was like, yeah, that is what it was for me growing up. Like it was just one big snow day. That's what it was. I'm sure you guys had the same. We had some snow days in New York. Yeah, it was. I'm happy that I would like to see snow once every couple of years. And like me too. give me every once in a while a Christmas. Give me a day or two at a Christmas and on a sunny day, snow on the ground. Love it. Beautiful. But that's all I need. Get me back to summer in L.A. in the beach on the beach getting fucking tan looking at bikinis that's all i Ooh, want baby at the shop shopping at the shop. bikini, not on shopping people, for bikinis. Yeah, no, <laughs> not on i'm not people. a fucking pervert i just like like to look at bikinis <laughs> i just like looking at bikinis and making family porn okay i'm a good guy <laughs> i'm not a freak oh sorry step family porn now you get it <laughs> uh yes i'm not i'm not much of a beach person but the times that i've gone I always appreciate it. And I'm like, I should come here more because you can't beat a sunset on a beach. Come on. No, you have you have the perfect hair for a beach and the oh, last, yeah. and the least perfect skin for the beach. Yeah, for, the, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what I look like, um, my hair is actually just sand and it looks great. Yeah. It's just beautiful it's, sand. It's kelp. <laughs> yeah, just it's kelp. And my skin is also sand. So that's what we're getting out of me. I'm one of those sculptures. I could never. Let's let's talk real for a second. Have you ever been buried like somebody buries you fully in the sand except like a little part of your face? Have you ever? I've gone like buried myself like waist deep in the in the sand and I've never gone up to my neck, but I'm I curious. can't I could never do it. I'm so scared. Too scared to be buried in sand. I'm too scared. I'm a baby. Oh. It's it's dangerous, I think. It's very dangerous. It's and very the mermaid dangerous. body, the mermaid body, I'm going to make myself jealous that I don't naturally look as good as this fake sand 20, body I have. 2600 people die a year due to uh sand mermaid bodies. No. <laughs> yeah, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> I have no idea what the number is, saw, but it's definitely But for a second, you saw my face for a second. I was yep. like, "No." It's what <laughs> It's one or less. <laughs> or less. And, and guys, just a big emphasis on the or less. Big shout out to or less. <laughs> uh, Alana, thank you so much for coming on uh, High and Mighty. Uh, appreciate it. Big time. Where can people find you? I mean, uh, your Twitter and all that stuff will be in the uh, show notes. But also, you got, you got yourself a podcast. I do have a bit of a podcast. Hate to be a bitch about it. It's called The Self-Esteem Party. And it's the feel-good podcast of the year. I bring on my comedy friends, uh, yourself included, of course, my close friends. A good way, a good way to start. If you're a fan of me, because you're listening to this podcast, uh, check out my episode on Alana's. And then check out all our others. Honestly, yes. take the podcast, that, like whatever app you're listening to this on. Look at your phone right now. Take it out. Uh-huh. Search self-esteem party. Hit subscribe okay. and give it a listen. Or wow. don't, but help her rack up subscribers. Come on. Uh, you can also <laughs> find me in the army. So just that's a general uh you'll Reporting see. Reporting to around. Alona, Private Alona Jackson. So- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Honestly, what a bloost. What a bloost. Close friends <laughs> for life. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcasts. You know what they are at this point, motherfucker. 
Thank you to Alana. And for the shitheads, I just got to say, bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. There's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.